Welcome to Getting Ready for Sunday, a podcast of First Lutheran Church. Each week, I introduce the readings for the upcoming Sunday with some notes and explanation so you can be ready for worship when you arrive. I look at the Old Testament, Psalm, Epistle, and Gospel reading for the upcoming Sunday and offer a few notes and explanation. The Gospel reading for Sunday, November 19th, comes from Matthew chapter 25, verses 14 through 30. For it will be like a man going on a journey, who called his servants and entrusted them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents. Here, I have made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and I hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gathered where I scatter no seed? Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Here ends the reading. This is the famous parable of the talents from Matthew chapter 25. Throughout the Gospels, Jesus tells the parable of the talents, and we have to distinguish this one from some of the others. The others that I think about, um, the person with the five talents ends up getting uh, ten cities at the end, right? They're given more. Here we just have servants who go out and enter into the joy of the master, the two good and faithful servants. And then there's the one who does not get the joy of his master, but gets cast out where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. So the story goes, uh, Jesus, who is the man, calls his servants to him, and he gives uh, one five talents, another two, another one, each according to his ability. So the master's assessed the abilities of his servants. He knows one can be responsible with five, another responsible with two, and another responsible with one. The first two servants go immediately about their work, and they begin to make 
uh, double what they earned. The final one, when he hears this command of his master, when he hears the command of the one, buries it in the ground. What we see here is that the two servants who begin this hear their master's instruction, they see their master's trust with these talents, and they immediately go to work. Now, you'll probably ask yourself, what do these talents mean? We likely get our word talent from something like this, and many people will point us to your abilities, your your things that you can do, and the time, talents, and treasure thing that people often talk about. There really isn't a whole lot uh, from the Bible that you can say specifically what this is. So, we'll leave that up. So, the first two servants, they hear the master's command. They know he trusts them with these things, this money, the talents that he has given them. And they immediately go out joyfully at work to do what their master says. The final servant hears the master's command, and instead of doing what the first two do, instead of immediately going out and joyfully doing the work, he is terrified, and he buries it under the ground. When the master comes back, the first two servants present their earnings, and he says to them, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. Now, I want you to hear what the, the final servant does, how he approaches the master, what he says about the master. He says, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed, so I was afraid, and I went, I hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. In the kingdom parables that Jesus says, the master is always God. It's always, or, or Jesus. Um, the one who goes away and returns is the Savior who ascended into heaven and is coming back for us. Think about what this means for this servant, though. He's turning to the master, to Jesus, and saying, you are a grasping, greedy, cruel, and hard man. That's not just thinking about his business practices. That's turning to God and saying, you're wicked, you're evil. I was so terrified of you that I did nothing. And that's the reason the servant is rejected here. Not because he didn't make enough with, the, with his talents. Not because he didn't have five and make it into ten or two and make it into four. But because instead of listening to his loving Savior and going out to work, he buries his talent under the ground. The attitude of the servant towards his master is the real problem. So, in response to that, he casts that servant out, acts like he is no longer his servant, where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. I think when we consider this, we can often look at this and say that this is a very law-based idea about who we should be as servants of the master. We ask ourselves, am I serving hard enough? Did God give me five talents? Have I made my ten? Did God give me two talents? Have I made my four? But the real answer here is, what do we do and how do, what is our attitude towards the master when he does give us what we need and we serve with it? Is our attitude to joyfully go about the work knowing that our master has trusted us and empowered us to do it 
Or is it to hide and be afraid and think about God as someone who only punishes? I think we should be like those two servants who saw God's trust and said, I will gladly and willfully serve because we have a master whose returning is not about judgment for us, but about mercy and grace. And so if we come before him and we offer up what we've been given and we say, hey, you know, you gave me all these things and I didn't always do it, we can say, he will say to us, yes, I know you are not as good as you could have been, but enter into the joy of your master. We could say, you gave me all of these things and I set out and I tried and everything I did failed. Why am I so broken? And he will say, yep, you could have done better, but enter into the joy of your master. I actually feel a little sad that Jesus didn't include a servant who went out and invested his money and went bankrupt and got nothing back. Because I think he would then say, enter into the joy of your master. Because what he did was he went out and served. The problem is that final servant simply said, I am too scared of my God to go out and work, to go out and do his will. I must hide it under the ground. And so we can rejoice that God has given us so much to do, so many people to serve, so much gospel to share. And we don't have to worry about the results of it, just that we are joyfully serving. So we could always do more. But God will come, he'll raise us from the dead, and he'll say, well done, good and faithful servant. That's it for today. We'll see you on Sunday. Bye.